and welcome to Movie of the Year, the only podcast on the internet that has the science and the screaming to determine what is the single greatest movie of any given year. This season, we are doing 1991, and we are going to take a break this week from talking about these movies so in-depth, so intelligently, so wonderfully and handsomely, because we need to cool it. We are doing too good, too fast, which is... I get that a lot, if you know what I mean. <laughs> that is a sexual joke. <laughs> uh, my name is Ryan, and I will be your host tonight. Um, I am going to give Greg the night off. He is the host of the 91 season, but I'm going to be here tonight. And with me, I, this is a crazy honor, is Greg. I am also here, but I'm not hosting, because I've just done so much hosting for this 91 season so far. Uh, I am exhausted. I you, simply cannot do anymore. I'm spent. Greg, you are in the penalty box tonight, and do we want to tell the listeners why? Uh, no, I don't think it's a, in general a good idea to bring the listeners into anything we're doing or what or what it means. So no revealing behind the curtain, no revealing the table leg to make it look like a sexy fucking leg. Mm. I love look foot fetish people are freaks. I love a good hot sexy table leg. Hey, <laughs> and I'm sorry if I buy a bunch of tiny high heels to put on my table legs mm. and so they stand up a little taller and they look a little sexier i'm sorry if that offends you that put does offend fishnet. me that's not good for the table legs though that's the thing well okay i'll tell the table legs what's good for them mike are you yeah. as weird as i am hell yeah you tell that table leg and tell it slow and tell it filthy all right. So obviously, <laughs> based on the conversation so far, we are doing genre blast. Obviously. Obviously. Is this why Greg's in the penalty box? Because he's not horny for table legs. He's not, he doesn't love table legs. Is it to like protect me from the penalties? Was I thinking yeah. of it the wrong way? <laughs> I'm a close within this box that protects me from all potential penalties. Mike and I spend a lot of time hiding table legs from Greg so he doesn't become the fucking freak oh, we are for table legs god damn it everywhere mm. i travel i gotta make sure i have a table leg in my suitcase oh and i'm sorry that i bought table leg polish because i paint little toes at the bottom of my table so i could look at those cute little table toes <laughs> i'm sorry is that a, is that a real apology because if it is we can address that but if it didn't really sound like that honestly it was, a real it was apology. i was trying to be like snarky being like yeah, I'm, not, I'm not sorry at yeah, all yeah you're not sorry yeah it was you're saying sorry, but you're meaning that you're not sorry, which I'm not even sure what that is. It's yeah, it's called uh, uh, I'm sorry that I'm saying that I'm sorry, but I'm meaning I'm not sorry. It's a cool little phrase from the internet. Yeah. Rolls off the tongue. <laughs> uh, Mike, genre blast is a show we do every year to go through the year because of dramas. Does that make sense to you? Because of what? Dramas. Dramas. Of dramas. Why? Why do we do genre blast? Because dramas rule the school, my friend, and so we're like, why don't? We talk about movies that are in other genres that should get respect, too. It's so fun to watch you say a word while you think of the next word for an entire (laughs) sentence. Do you know how dumb we would look if we picked, say, a comedy for movie of the year? You're making me sick right now. People would say, wait, no, drama. And then we would say, well, it's actually a comedy one. And they'd go, no, drama. They'd say, Barf City, Mayor, you. But (laughs) to be fair, uh, the last season we did was 75, and we did the comedy... Monty Python and the Holy Grail, and the whole time we were like, "Oh, this is this is stupid. It's not a drama." Yeah, yeah no, a good it's comedy could we, win. We act better than comedies, right? So but we're we part of the shouldn't. problem. Yeah, we shouldn't, but we do. Can you be part of the problem and all of the solution? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> ask a what cop. A, what a white person ask question. a podcast. <laughs> so tonight we're going to pay attention to the non-dramas, the movies that are a little genre-y. Namas. I've got. 
I've got eight genres here. I'm going to let you guys pick because we don't have time to do eight. That's insane. I did all of the work, but we'll only use half of the work. Uh, we have romance, comedy, family horror. Nope. Family. <laughs> horror. Action, sci-fi, mystery, suspense, thriller, and music. Okay, you guys are going to take turns choosing, and we will do an eight, an elite eight bracket for okay. whatever genre you choose. When we come back, non-dramas. We can't do a 91 show without talking about Terminator 2. Yeah. Colon, Judgment Day. And I'm going to use that as an example. So these are all of these brackets are made without our elite eight that we're doing right. the season around. Yeah. Okay? So family so, won't have T2 JD. So family won't have T2 JD. Uh, and that's just something we're going to have to deal with. So if you think that T2JD is the best family movie of the year, we're going to choose the second one if that's one of the genres we choose. Can I just say, joking aside, like family is very much at the heart of what Terminator 2 I know. is about. It is an examination of family. Okay, so you weren't being like glib when you said that. I'm uh, not, I don't know the meaning no. of the word glib, and I would never be. <laughs> Greg, I want you to figure out something that isn't at the heart of Terminator 2 Judgment Day. No, well, you're asking the wrong cat, obviously. I'm not going to be able to do that for you. But I just thought, I particularly, I was like, you have Eddie Furlong's like, like uh, you know, s- mom and stepdad. And then you have like the whole idea that, you know, it, it's Lind- Linda Hamilton and, and her son. You know, I, it's just but family seems like a very important part. I want to say to all of our listeners that I guarantee you the audio for Terminator 2 Judgment Day will be lost. This show is so important to us that <laughs> there's no way it actually makes it out yeah. to the world. When too much love and enthusiasm exists on a podcast. The computer deletes it. <laughs> Yeah, that's why I will never hold a gun because the second I do, I'll just shoot myself in the dick. <laughs> this is the same example of that. Mike, you're up first. Yes. You have eight options. Comedy, romance, family, horror, action, sci-fi, mystery, and music. I'm not saying we're into the shit only we're into, but I think we've literally never done romance, so I'm doing it. Okay. Romance. Battle one. Round one, battle one. Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Yeah. Okay, hey, buddy. <laughs> yeah. You might have to wipe off your table leg. Uh, versus the comfort of strangers. Oh, yeah. The so, com- Mike, why don't you tell us about Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves? Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves is uh, Kevin Costner and Maid Marian. I'm sorry, I don't remember who plays her. Mary uh, Elizabeth Mastrantonio, and I'm not going to tell you again. Mary Elizabeth Mastrantonio. And... It is a beautiful. It is just, just a beautiful retelling of Robin Hood, and also is a dash of Home Alone because those merry men have so many cool wood traps. And it's all I and, wanted as a kid was to run is, to the woods. Yeah, it's got that romance between Maid Marian and Robin Hood, which is a very like you know, will they, won't they, and that sort of like courtly love, like yeah. you know. Correct me if I'm wrong, but the ghosts of the Sherwood Forest isn't that just kevin with a bunch of like stand-ups pulling strings and stuff and everybody Rocking thinks that they goes yeah the christmas tree so the, the comfort of strangers is a christopher walken starring movie directed by our boy paul schrader oh it's a oh. schrader i'm voting for this one that, no Chris, christopher walken paul schrader movie in romance and it's romantic how romantic do we think this could be it's probably uh, horrifying yeah, I'm guessing that this is kind of mislabeled because Bleak. some movies some movies are just very hard to quantify. So I think it's probably just like, ah, I don't know, romance, I guess. It is, is romantic it? for the first 15 minutes before everything goes south. 
Yeah, Brent, I imagine uh, it's like a bleak look at like a trucker who's very lonely and tries to find comfort in strangers before they murder him. I guarantee the last shot of it is he's like cutting into his own arm. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. He he wants comfort of like humans, but the strangers are heroin and machetes, and he uses those <laughs> two however he wants to. Um, Greg, do you hate Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves? Do you think do you find Mike and I to be silly children? Or absolute morons when we talk about this film. No, I was really into Robin Hood. Prince I know, of but Thieves. you grew up and we did not. Yeah, I just, uh, I guess, you know, getting older, there's some things that are so curious about it, though, which we always talk about. Kevin Costner just didn't do an accent. Sometimes he didn't do. The whole, the whole Robin Hood story is always a little sus because, like, the true king is off. And what's he off doing, everybody? He's crusading. So it's like, of course things are fucked up when the true king God's appointed on earth isn't in the kingdom because he's too busy plundering in the Middle East. And it's like, oh, that's not fun. You know what I should do? Because I don't like the way that this country is going with those clowns in D.C. (laughs) (laughs) I should say that God appointed me to be ruler. Mm -hmm. And then I'm just in, right? Am I in like in the ground after the state comes and kills you, brother? No way, man. You don't want to do that. Yeah, you don't want to say you're the Messiah because that's when they come and get you. Greg, do you really want to vote for the comfort of strangers? No, because Robin Hood. Like I've I've probably rented Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves like five times in my life. I wish we had those numbers. I wish we had our blockbuster rental stats and we could pour through them right the now. The ninety, the movies of ninety one would oh, all man. I think be like the the top ones for me. Uh, Mike, Robin Hood. Yeah, yeah. Your, your next battle is defending your life in Albert Brooks' joint where he and Meryl Streep wind up in heaven, which I actually thought had a chance, an outside chance at the Elite Eight. Yeah, it seemed like it did. Versus Frankie and Johnny, the movie in the bracket that went up against Terminator 2 Judgment Day. This is uh, Al Pacino and Michelle Pfeiffer find love in a diner. I was editing that podcast uh, just the other day, and when I brought up that matchup, I told you guys you weren't allowed to vote, and then I just pushed T2 through. Because <laughs> you knew what big diner fans, Ryan, and I I guess. Were. I guess. And then when I was listening to it, I was like, ooh, don't do that, big guy. <laughs> <laughs> A little too Greg. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know anything about the Frankie and Johnny, but what was the other one? Defending Your Life? I was really... I was excited for that one, and I like Albert Brooks. I bet Albert it's a Brooks very rules. entertaining yeah. movie. Defending. Let's defend Defending Your Life. I can't believe these movies, of all the brackets, the, these romance movies all made our initial bracket in the beginning. The next one is Dogfight. Do you guys remember what that's about? The audience probably doesn't. Uh, River Phoenix and Lily t- uh, Taylor, not mm-hmm. Tomlin. Uh, River Phoenix is in the army, and he has to find the ugliest girl. Oh, yeah. All right. And then they fall in love. Oh, my God. That's going to be your story for the rest of your lives. Versus career opportunities, the one where Jennifer Connelly rides a thing in a store. Oh, yeah, that one. Rides what kind of thing? It's like one of those... You know, those quarter machines? You put a quarter in, and then you like the horse kind of rocks. Where you would like scream at your parents to give you money for that, and then you would get on it, and you'd be like, this fucking sucks, man. But you you can't let them know. (laughs) No, yeah. (laughs) So you're like, yes, it's good this is happening. I'm glad. Uh, all right, so where are, we, where are we leaning here? The good movie with the good actors or career opportunities? Dogfight, sound, it sounds horrific. Let's do it. Yeah, I know. It sounds so upsetting. <laughs> like most romance. And then finally, it's Jungle Fever. Spy- Greg's Spike director Lee. team, Spike Lee, yeah. versus High Heels, a movie by, I don't think is on anybody's team yet, Pedro, Pedro Almodovar. How many table legs are in these high heels? Christ, Mike. 
<laughs> Why are you so sweaty right now? <laughs> Why is Mike ever so sweaty? That's an unfair question. It's probably diabetes. We are one hey, of the sweatier podcasts. I'm pre-die, and I've told you that in confidence. <laughs> pre-die for life, maybe. <laughs> for some of it. <laughs> you know, it feels like uh, do the not do the right thing. Jungle Fever was like I thought destined for the actual podcast itself because I didn't think we were going to be able to turn away from a Spike Lee joint. Maybe winning this bracket will make up make, <laughs> make it up to Spike Lee. I'm down, Mike. I uh, I love El Motivar, and thank you for giving me a director for the next draft. So you're voting for High Heels? Yes. Uh, Jungle Fever moves on. Your next matchup is Robin Hood versus Jungle Fever. Robin Hood! Switch those two titles around. I think the movies stay the same. Robin Hood, Jungle Fever? I think if Jungle Fever was called Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, I, I don't think anybody <laughs> would have noticed. <laughs> I, if I'm being honest... How for, about this? Jungle for, Fever versus Forest Fever? Is that better? Forest Fever. Sure. I, I think for me... In 91, it was definitely Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. But now it's hard to imagine it not being Jungle Fever. Uh, let me ask you this, Greg. Does anybody in Jungle Fever threaten anybody else with digging their heart out with a spoon? I don't know, but I'm going to say probably not. It's You know, it's because it's dull. You twit, it'll hurt more. <laughs> it'll hurt more. Does anybody in Jungle Fever uh, fall in love to the tunes of Bride Adams? Anything I do. Maybe. Anything I do. do uh, all right, let's go to a vote. Mike, Robin Hood or Jungle yes, Fever? Robin Hood. Greg? Jungle Fever. Robin Hood moves on. <laughs> and right. then finally, defending your life versus dogfight. Dogfight. I'm baffled how this could be a romance. Yeah, same here. Like, <laughs> fall in love in a romantic way. I guess because there's that part where she has her heart absolutely broken and she's devastated. Uh-huh. And then he's like... Which I'm... is called Act 2. Like That's an yeah. hour of the movie. And then he's like, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have done that. And she's like, you know what? Okay. So <laughs> this movie is about <laughs> like <laughs> if eight people she's all that in one night. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I got she's all that all over me. <laughs> what if they all fell in love with their girl? That'd be hilarious. <laughs> so much of mean boy culture... Is just about trying not to fall in love with girls. Yeah, because then you might that's get gay. Because then you might get your little feelings hurt. Yeah, right. So you can't let them inside. Because what about your sensitive feels? Or you're she, a big tough guy. She might see your teeny weeny. Yeah, she might and with a microscope. Bikini. Oh, all right, Mike. Defending your life or dogfight? Defending your life, Greg. Dogfight. I'll go with dogfight. Because it's going to lose right now to Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. <laughs> Greg, do you have an argument for dogfight here? No, because I'm, I'm not like against Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Uh, probably the probably dogfight's the better movie, but I've never it definitely I, is. I had never even heard of dogfight, and I've seen Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves many, many times thanks to Blockbuster Video. <laughs> you rented it five times. I know. At least. I know. At least. Your romance for 91 is Robin Hood. Mike, do you want to vote? Oh, nay, it's Robin Hood. It's Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. You didn't even say no. You said nay. (laughs) Nay. I was fully in Robin Hood mode. I need not vote, for mine vote hath been cast. (laughs) Gregory, you cannot choose romance again. It's comedy, family, horror, action, sci-fi, mystery, music. I'm a sci-fi guy, and I'm always interested to know 
what is what's popping off in the year's sci-fi offerings buddy it's bad right <laughs> this is not a banner year <laughs> yeah I, I, then the early 90s there was a big lull i mean t2 <laughs> terminator 2 judgment day uh was is kind of sci-fi but i can't even think of another 91 sci-fi movie i'll tell you how bad it was two of these eight are robin hood prince of thieves <laughs> <laughs> All right, so your number one seed is Star Trek VI, The Undiscovered Country. The okay. whale one. No. We can never remember which one this is. We're I think not... all of them are the whale ones. <laughs> yeah. Are this... you thinking of the Free Willy series? Yes, this... yes, that's it. This was never my cast or crew, so mm-hmm. I, was never, I was never really into them. But it is legit sci-fi. Yeah, and I don't know which of the Elite Eight would make it on here. Like, are, We're not missing anything, are we? Because T2 would be an action movie. Yeah. I oh, think that's the, as, I think that's as close as it gets. Uh, versus your number eight seed, and you thought your parents were weird. Now, this is a movie about two kids who discover that their father is a robot. And if you Whoa. look at the movie poster, not just a like a humanoid robot, but a straight up like lost in space <laughs> 1960s <laughs> robot. With a disc head. Did they just they just never notice? Like, wait, oh yeah, that <laughs> is kind of weird. And I know that you guys were like, all right, Star Trek 6, what's the next one? But I think we have to move on Star Trek 6. Yeah. I I think so. I think that's a, that's I probably would, a good idea. I would watch Star Trek 6. Greg, would you watch this movie right now? Yeah. Uh, so their dad is, is basically R2-D2. <laughs> like, I guess they just never really put that together. The mom looks satisfied. Yeah. Like, they they, they just fucked, but the kids were under the bed. Yeah. I think that dude can vibrate hard. Horde. So she's. I don't know if we have to watch the movie. We have this poster to jerk off to. By the way, when you, the, the on the poster, the parents are in bed and then the kids are under the bed. I gotta really recommend you don't do that as a kid. Yeah. If your parents are in the bed, don't be right under the no. bed. No. But the kids yeah. also look satisfied, which is pervy. <laughs> yeah. Remember, this is the year of the Adams family, so pop culture's taking a little bit of a turn here. Families are getting too close. Uh oh. I'm zooming in, and I'm seeing what the plot of the movie is. <laughs> oh, no. Okay, it's Wiz Kids invent new father. So th- their dad died, I'm assuming? Or, yeah, maybe they pitched him off a cliff. <laughs> <laughs> so they thought of inventing a new father first, and yeah. then they were like, well, first we got to kill our father. And the mom was just like, all right, I accept this robot. Wait, does this robot vibrate? All right, sounds good. Let's do it. <laughs> Look, somebody's going to tell me what to do. Who cares if it's your father or a robot you built? <laughs> All right, we got to move on. Mike, Star Trek 6, or and you thought your parents were weird? Star Trek 6. Greg? I concur. Your number two seed is Until the End of the World, a Vim Vendor's sort of sci-fi with William Hurt versus Beast Master 2, colon, Through the Portal of Time. I'll go through any portal any day of the goddamn week. Mike, did you ever see any of the Beastmasters? On like Saturday afternoons with commercials split, like it's kind of like a Conan, right? Beastmaster yeah, I, was really big in my house with my dad and my brother. Okay, what who is were his also deal? Dune fans. He could just he could talk to the animals. Okay, like yeah. Doctor Doolittle. Uh, and I just remember one time where his ferret goes in the quicksand and he grabs it. His but ferret then, goes in the quicksand, not a euphemism. <laughs> his uh. And Beastmaster 2, he travels to today's time, which today is 1991, <laughs> and he's probably like, 
getting his hair done and going and driving around in convertible. As a kid, I always hated that shit. How come in so many fantasy stories they're like, and there's a portal to Earth. Earth fucking sucks. Now it's like every other movie. <laughs> I'm actively trying to get away from Earth by reading this book. Can you please not fucking talk about it? I say Beastmaster too. I'm, yeah. Okay. What was the other shit? Who cares? It's an art house movie that doesn't belong here, but it, guys, it's not going to get better. Your number three seed is Highlander 2. Yeah. Colin, the Quickening. The Quickening. Yeah, sure. Versus The Borrower. And if you guys are like me and spent a lot of time in video stores, this is uh, this movie poster. I will pull it up again. Is somebody's head wearing sunglasses and the head is off and it's just being held at like a party. So this isn't like The Borrowers with about tiny no. people. That's not this sci-fi. Highlander 2 is about Highlanders in the future. And there's even more Highlanders. How quick are they? Not a lot of people know this, but it's where we get the catchphrase for this podcast. The science and the screaming? No, there can only be one. There can be only that's, one. That's some Highlander shit right that's there. That's Highlander, yeah. And the borrower's tagline is, don't lend him anything you can't afford to lose. So he's a bad house guest or bad friend who will lose everything you lend him. This, I mean, is this not the perfect example of a VHS cover that you've seen a million times yet never thought to like pick up a rent? It's weird how much text they used to put on the front. Yeah, like all those pull quotes. Yeah, now it's just like one picture with one figure in the middle of it and the title of the movie. This has like four little paragraphs on it. I'm wondering if we could do... We could make an argument about how 1991 was the singular worst year in sci-fi movie history. Yeah, it's kind of feeling that way. These are all basically B-movies. All right, Highlander 2 versus The Borrower, Mike. The Borrower. Highlander 2 for sure. I'm going to go Highlander 2. Yeah. The Quickening. The Quickening. quickening. And your final matchup. I think there's like a lot of Queen songs in that one. The Quick Queen? The Quickening. Uh, Your final matchup is your four seed Scanners 2. Scanners is the one where your head blows up if you leave a certain radius. Ah, bummer. Versus (laughs) Suburban Commando, a Hulk Hogan movie where he comes from space, technically... Making it a sci-fi movie. <laughs> this is upsetting. This is one of our proud genres. I mean, yeah. Dune just came out. Everyone's a fan of sci-fi again. But there is, it's like wrestling. It feels like every couple of years, wrestling gets really big again and then disappears. Mm. That's what happens with sci-fi. It's so cyclical. But not yeah, the I, Hulk Hogan one. I don't care what... I can't remember the other one, but not the Hulk Hogan one. Scanners 2. Scanners 2, yeah. Scanners. Yeah, sure. That's Let's see what Scanners 2 is all about. A scanner, darkly, whatever. As far as this category goes, this genre, we are in no longer giving a shit mode, so let's go to speed round. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Mike, Star Trek 6 versus Scanners 2? Star Trek 6. Yeah. Uh, Greg, uh, BM2. Beastmaster, Beastmaster 2, 2. <laughs> versus Highlander 2. Okay, oh, see, gotta... this is separating the wheat from the chaff here. Hi- Highlander 2 is not a Beastmaster. Highlander 2 is a good movie. Highlander 2. Mike? See, I always need BM the quickening. <laughs> BM2. Uh, I will pick Highlander 2. And so it's Highlander 2 versus Star Trek 6. Highlander. I think. Hi- I'd rather which watch Which one Highlander. has Sean Connery? Which one has a fucking sword? I don't think Highlander 2 has Sean Connery, though, does it? Which It's Highlander 1 and 3. Those are my two favorites, but then <laughs> Highlander 2 is my third. So <laughs> I'm going with it. Well, it still has Raiden, right? It's, I think so, yeah. It still has Christopher Lambert, who I, he, you know, he's French. It's got cool sword fighting. It's it pretty inspired quick. the USA show. 
It made dusters really big for a long time. Until something in 99. Until something sort of took the, <laughs> the glean off of them. Dusters are no longer cool, I guess. Cause Not the Matrix? Are you guys talking about the Matrix? No. Two bowling dorks. A little bit later than the Matrix, right? <laughs> and your sci-fi film from 1991 is Highlander 2. Yeah! The Quickening. <laughs> Feels Woo! right. I want everyone out there to watch out for the quickening. It's something that you have to be careful of. Yeah. You don't want it to invade your town. I, what, I don't remember what it is exactly, Greg. What is it? It's because, okay, all the Highlanders have to kill each other. And then the quickening is when one Highlander cuts up the head off of another Highlander and then gets that Highlander's power. Oh, all shit. Highlanders basically are a diffu- diffusion of power that seeks to bring itself back together through combat, so only the most powerful of them can <laughs> can really wield the power. Because there can only be one. Because there could be only one, exactly. And they want that one to be as strong as possible, right? Or in this case, there can only be two. Highlander 2. Highlander The quickening. <laughs> Congratulations, Highlander, which is a phrase I didn't think I would say <laughs> on this podcast. We're going to take a break, and when we come back, two more genres. Michael. Ryan sci-fi did not go well. No. But we can bring it back. We've got comedy. We've got family. We've got horror and action. We have mystery and music. And I want to say, for the record, music. I think a musical uh, as like a movie where the characters sing for no reason. It just happens. This is not that. These are like movies with music. Like someone's in a band. Yeah. Like I had to broaden the genre a little bit. Okay. Let's see how 1991 family films were doing. All right, here we go. Your number one seat is Hook. Yeah. yeah. Rufio. But before we get excited, it's going up Too against late. your number one eight seed, Ernest Scared Stupid. And this is what there's like a goblin critter type creature haunting him. Poking around, sure. jabbing him in the <laughs> butt with a big pitchfork, I imagine. Always always going like, who's Vern now? Who's He's, Vern now? I think this is the one I always thought was called Ernest Goes to Hell, unless that is also a... <laughs> That's movie. a documentary about where he is currently. <laughs> That's like a Mandela Effect movie that you made up <laughs> yeah. and you believe exists, because you've mentioned it several times. <laughs> I think, Ernest Goes to Hell. <laughs> I think it's this one. For me, it's a movie called Ernest Meets Nelson Mandela. <laughs> <laughs> it's not good. Did anyone ever actually like these Ernest movies? I like, I mean, I remember watching them as a kid. And this is like my introduction to, oh, movies can be bad. Yeah. <laughs> I watched like, Ernest Goes to Hell a lot, which I think is scared <laughs> stupid. <laughs> it's like a bunch of things that are said in the in the style of a joke uh-huh. but are not actually in any way jokes and it's just people acting weird and like that's supposed to be funny at least hook is steven spielberg right at least hook is cool hook dude. is dope it's got that it's got that part where hook is gonna shoot himself in the head and he's like don't stop me shmi don't stop me shmi, <laughs> Greg, shmi. i thought you were on my team of Hook sucks. No, I now love I'm, no. I'm against both of you now. Yeah. Oh man, I love Hook. Remember the shit those kids eat? There, it's like weird pudding. Yeah. Oh, they're like gloppy. Gl- even that's even the as a kid, I was like, that's feast. not good. Put in some fucking roasted broccoli, guys. All right, sorry, Ernest, but your ass is out of here. You're never go back to hell, Ernest. <laughs> your number two seed is the Rocketeer. Your number seven seed is the Never Ending Story two. two. This time it's personal. That's a good one too. That never understand. Yeah, the rock the guy has a rock baby. The only yeah. thing I remember about it is that the rock guy has a rock baby. <laughs> yeah, dude. What the hell? Which means dude. he shot rock jizz into a rock lady. <laughs> <laughs> Which is also the over the credits song. 
I shot rock jizz. Doesn't it have the big gondolas with the sphinxes that'll shoot you with lasers if you That's try to go through That's the first one, them? dude. Oh, okay. Well, I can't keep all these straight. There's but- also a horse that goes into quicksand in the first one, just like in the first Beastmaster. But we're talking about the sequels here. 91, it's only sequels it's of only 80s sequels. movies you barely liked. So Never Ending Story 2, and what was the one it's up against? The Rocketeer. Uh, the Rocketeer. Oh, yeah. You know, I don't remember anything about The Rocketeer, but I have like v- I have vaguely warm feelings about it. Same. So I, I I think for me I'm more excited about Rockets here. I think yeah, I w- he he crashes I was into a, for a barn. bonus show. He does. Yeah. <laughs> and Jennifer Connelly's also in it, riding some horse in a mall, which is crazy. Uh, I was I want to do a bonus show on Rocketeer. The whole you, you guys were like Rocka who? I just Rock-a-doodle? thought it wouldn't hold. It wouldn't hold up. Well, we could still do that though, right? It's we not can do anything we want. Yeah, like, it's our podcast. But the aesthetic of it's very cool. Zeppelins yeah. and Steampunk-y. leather suits. Yeah. Greg, let's watch Mike's face for this one. Okay. Your third seed is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, The Secret of the Use. The Secret of the Use. Your sixth seed is Drop Dead Fred. Oh, no! <laughs> the, what will I, you do, Mike? I based my personality on both of these movies specifically as a kid, so... Are you a Tokar or a Razar? Everybody knows and looks at me that I'm a bit of a Tokar. <laughs> a midnight smoke car. <laughs> And we have decided that the, this movie never covers what the secret of the ooze no. is, right? It has well, been we did find out. out. It's a deleted scene. Where they talk about the secret of the ooze. Yes. That it came from space, and it's from Krang. But they cut that out of the movie. And instead, because they needed more room for Vanilla Ice. Go, Ninja! <laughs> go, Ninja! Go! Uh, Drop Dead Fred is... Man, I guess 91 was the first year I started understanding what terrible movies were. Yeah. I remember as a kid watching this movie and being like, no way, dude. No. Yeah. Absolutely not. And well, we're like 10 and 11 here, so that's like entering the age of reason. Yep. That's and so what I they call 10-year-olds. Not age of consent, Mike. Settle down. <laughs> you're, so you're, stand, you're, like, you're, you're very much a kid, but we were both precocious kids. And so it was enough to realize when we were being like totally pandered to. I think it's the time where you're like, Maybe I'm not going to live forever. Maybe my time is precious. (laughs) My time should not be spent with Drop Dead Fred. He's like, I don't give a shit about this guy. Drop Dead Fred or Right Said Fred? Uh, I do have to say, though, I gave a shit about the Ninja Turtles. Yeah. I would watch one of these movies right now, and it's fucking... I would watch... Yeah, I'd watch the the Ninja Turtles, too. All right. So, Secret of the Ooze? Secret of the Ooze. Your final matchup is Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead, a movie that I love, versus something from the original bracket that surprised me, your guys' reaction. In American Tale 2, Fievel Goes West. Yeah, sure. Yeah, for me, that's almost like the only American Tale movie. Right, because you guys don't think the first one exists. Which you one is... You guys think that there's a Mandela effect where American Tale 2 is the first one. Well, the, the first, first one was only, like yeah. an allegory for immigration and, and Jews on the run, and the second one's like, what about cowboys? So, as yeah. a kid, I was like, what about cowboys? Yeah, it's like less depressing, more exciting. Yeah, it's it's it, way more of like a kids movie. I remember in the second one, he takes his like his little immigrant hat and turns it inside out, and it becomes a cowboy hat. And I got so mad, none of my hats could do that. Oh my god! I bet there was a point where like he puts on a hat that's far too big for oh, him. Oh, for sure, dude! How adorable that a little mouse with a cowboy hat. I bet he literally climbs into a bottle of tequila. <laughs> <laughs> Fucks that worm. <laughs> Uh, for me, this is don't tell mom the babysitter's dead all the way. Like otherwise, the dishes will not be done. Yeah, you, you two can vote for whatever you want. 
I do the dishes more than one time a day, and every time I finish them, I'm like, dishes are done. So more than once a day in your life. Yes. Every, yes. More than once a day. Yes. You're quoting, don't tell mom the babysitter's dead. <laughs> yes. Yeah. There but you go. How often a day do you say somewhere out there? Is that from the first yeah. movie? That's from the first one. <laughs> And yeah, and I mean, like the other one would be there are no cats in America, but that's and also the, the first are one. Full of cheese. There are no cats in America. <laughs> so wipe your butt, you please. Mike, what's your vote? Don't tell mom that babysitter's Greg? dead. Greg, don't tell mom the babysitter's dead. Oh, it's a sweep. Get the fuck out of here, Fievel. Uh, Hook versus don't tell mom. Hook. Yeah, for me, it's Hook. I mean, it's got Dustin Hoffman in I it. Really, Greg, I swear to God, the entire Bob intro Hoskins. episode, both episodes, Bob you Hoskins. were with me shitting on Hook. Bob Hoskins is a chubby hero. Lightning. Like, I love Just Bob hit my Hoskins. brain. <laughs> nice. All right. Rocketeer versus Secret of the Ooze. Secret of the Ooze for me, because it's got Ninja Turtles in it. Rocketeer for me. 91. It's Rocketeer. 91 was very important when it came to Ninja Turtles. Okay, and I want you guys to understand what it means to make a movie that is good and not terrible. Okay. Hook versus Rocketeer. Hook. Yeah, I just, I love Hook. It's so yeah. good, dude. It's this got, is unbelievable. Ryan, Robin Williams is in Hook, okay? Yeah. He's in Hook. He's Peter Pan in Hook. Do you know Gwyneth Paltrow's in Hook? Is she? Plays a merman. Oh. You know Glenn Close is in Hook? I did not know. I, I didn't pirate. know these things. I'll point all these out when we do. Maggie this Smith Patreon is in episode. Hook. Yeah, but she's, she plays. She's just right there as yeah, Maggie she's Smith. Like the, yeah, she's like right there. Yeah, I thought yeah. we were just listing things we knew about Hook. You know, Robin Williams is in Hook. If we can just play that game, that old guy loses his marbles and then they find yeah. his marbles. That's it's just awesome. Flies away. Noodles. Probably is his name Noodles. And the best part is there's nothing problematic about Peter Pan as a story or any of the, like, the stories about his creation. A way to creation. describe men. Yeah, dude. It's just like free and easy. Greg, congratulations to Hook. You're the family movie of 91. Woo! Hooking. Uh, Zippity-doo-dah. Uh, Beauty and the Beast is in the Elite Eight. I will mention that. Uh, Greg, you have comedy. You've got horror. You've got action, mystery, and music. You know, I feel like 91 was a really good year for action. And so I'm going to go action. These are When I was a kid, these are the movies I cared about. Movies with guns. If, man, if you guys got low down, like deep into your uh, video rental place, then this is the category for you. Because yeah. I present to you your first seed, Point Break. Point Break. Versus your eighth seed, Harley Davidson and the Marlboro Man. <laughs> what? Those are just brands my dad likes. What are you talking about? And this movie was for your dad. Mike, this is uh, Harley Day. This was Mickey Rourke. Okay. Cool. And Don Johnson. Nice. Who played their Lynch. version of Everybody Gets a Tango in Cash. Uh-huh. Uh, everybody Gets Their Hobbs and Shaw. And Don Johnson, I believe, Don Johnson and Mickey Rourke were, I, I don't remember which one, Harley Davidson and the Marlboro Man. Cool. That's awesome. I Still for me, point blank, I would say. Even with all the brands. Yeah. yeah. You guys do love your brands. But, yeah. but Brand I mean, I was, when I was a kid, I was really into Point Break cereal. So. <laughs> little surfboard, marshmallows, little Nixon head. Little Utah Brand flakes. flakes. Point Break moves on. Um, before we move on in this round, uh, do you guys know like who got an action movie every single year back in this time? Jean-Claude? There's a, there's a couple of actors who just got... One movie every year. I would say, yeah, I would say Jean-Claude Van Damme was one of them. 
Uh-huh. I would say Steven Seagal Steven, was yeah. another. Uh-huh. Um, I would say Arnold Schwarzenegger and Sylvester Stallone. Mm-hmm. There's one more. You guys got the two low down and the two highbrow, but there's one right in the middle. Like Is Rucker the, the Hauer? Guy who dated Grace Jones? Dolph Lundgren? It's the guy who Dolph married... Lundgren, yeah. ooh, Dolph Lundgren's a good one. It's the guy who married Demi Moore. Bruce Willis. Ashton Kutcher? So... <laughs> Back in '91, ten-year-old Ashton Kutcher was in every action it movie as the bad as the bad guy from RoboCop Two. Your number two seed is the Last Boy Scout. Your number seven seed is Showdown in Little Tokyo, and this Tango and Cash is Dolph Lundgren and Brandon Lee. Oh, Brandon Lee! Brandon wow. Lee. I thought I always assumed he was in one movie and died in that movie. I didn't realize he had acted in other things. He died in every movie. Well, then you should have seen it coming. It's true. <laughs> and uh, the upper Tango and Cash is Bruce Willis and Damon Wayans. So this is very 90s. I understand Bruce Willis, Damon Wayans, Dolph Lundgren, and Brandon Lee is about <laughs> as 90s as you can get. Uh-huh. But I feel like one outshines the other here. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Let's not be dicks about this. Let's not be. About one thing. <laughs> the next one is, and here's a quiz, Mike. We listed all the actors. So okay. Double Impact, who is that? Double impact. I'm going to say that was Jean-Claude Van Damme. It was and? Jean-Claude Van Damme. And Jean-Claude Van Damme. And Jean-Claude, Jean-Claude Van, Van Damme. Damme. And double impact. They played twins. Going they up against, played twins. They played twins. <laughs> going up against Greg. Out for Justice. Who was that? That's Steven Seagal, right? That's Steven yeah. Seagal. So double impact versus out for justice. Gentlemen, tell me who gives a shit. Jean-Claude Van Damme no. is, is really good at martial arts. Yes. Steven Seagal sucks. I don't think ever was good at was martial arts. Was fat back arts. then? Yeah, and just not very good, not very interesting, bad actor, bad person, apparently. Can you guarantee me, though, that the trailer for Double Impact said Jean-Claude Van Damme and Jean-Claude Van Damme? Oh, yeah. I would put my life savings on that. (laughs) All right, Double Impact moves on. Your final battle for action is, and again, T2, not on the here, uh, Hudson Hawk, Mike starring... Dolph Lundgren, I guess. I don't know. I'm Correct, tra- Greg. Uh, Hudson Hawk is. Um, wait, it's a uh, Bruce Willis. It is. Yeah. Versus Mike Lionheart, who stars in that. Lionheart is that Sean Connery? That is Sean Claude Van Damme. So you're almost <laughs> out there. Uh, Hudson Hawk versus Lionheart. I was thinking Lionheart Dragonheart. Is- <laughs> Lionheart is Van Damme's second most known movie action movie of '91. So. It's up against Bruce Willis's second most popular action movie of 91. Where do we go from here? Wasn't this a huge, like, notorious flop, Hudson Hawk? Hudson Hawk was, yes. Yeah, a lot of, a lot of advertising. Big budget. I think there's a Nintendo game. <laughs> was I mean, there really? Yeah. This year was supposed to be Bruce Willis going from Moonstruck. No, Moonlighting. Moonlighting, yeah. Like, from Moonlighting to Die Hard to the upper, upper, upper echelon. And then Last Boy Scout and Hudson Hawk were both kind of failures uh, last boy scout's so slummy too like it's like such a tawdry movie yeah. <laughs> i you know but i'm still gonna go with hudson hawk mike yeah that has to be a more interesting time in the movies yeah oh, it's it's a weird movie uh point break versus hudson hawk point break pb and last boy scout versus double impact last boy scout uh, double Man. impact double impact's pretty good though it's Last Boy Scout. And then finally, Last Boy Scout versus Point Break. Oh, which is it had to be, right? Yeah. Dang. It was man. always going to end up here. Finals. Last Boy Scout for me. Point Break for me. 
And I'm going to go point break, actually. Whoa, what a betrayal. Even though Last Boy Scout is my favorite movie of all time, uh, which is something that I have to admit less and less as time goes on. Uh Uh, Point break is the shit, and we will be doing a bonus of that. So congratulations to Robin Hood for romance. Uh, Highlander 2 for (laughs) sci-fi. For family, we have Hook. For point break, we have action. Uh, Real quick, do you guys think Kate Fear would have taken down the mystery suspense thriller? Yeah. Yeah, I do. Uh, for music, The Doors? No. No, we are such an anti-The Doors podcast. Because I also brought up in the bracket The Commitment, uh, the movie about the Scottish people who start a soul band. That, oh, that would have taken love. it. Yeah. But also uh, in the music category is Cool as Ice. Oh, damn. So It would be fun to watch that. Is that Vanilla Ice? Yes. yes. Uh, horror, uh, the number one seed is Freddy's Dead, The Final Nightmare. I don't know if that would that was is notoriously bad. The horror was worse than sci-fi. Uh and then comedy was Bill and Ted's bogus journey is the number one seed. Yeah, that would have yeah. gone through for sure. But there's also Naked Gun Two and a Half. Oh. Father of the Bride. Oh. What about Bob? Which people like, but I that's a shitty movie. Like, yeah. That's a bad movie. And then Hot Shots, which I think is better than Naked Gun Two and a Half. Very interesting. Bogus Journey. That would have been a contentious bracket. Yes. But Bogus Journey might have been the one. All right. Well, congratulations to all the winners. Fuck you to all the losers. Yeah, dude. Like, seriously, why even make a movie? If you're Learn how to lose? be a better movie. If you can't even be the best movie in your stupid genre. Find a school that's called Learn How to Be a Better Movie. Yeah. Fucking Just apply to it. Go to Registrar, sign up, and take some goddamn classes. And see if you can fucking get some student loans, all right? Yeah. Because there's more opportunities than you realize, you Hook stupid fucking up. genre And movies. you know what? Fill out a scholarship, you shitty movie. And get involved in on-campus activities. Yeah, no that's a whole club. It's not just what you learn in class, right? You got to get in there. You want the no, entire no, no. experience. Don't be, that, don't be that shitty movie that just goes and like sits in the back of the class and nods off. Enjoy the entire experience of shitty movie college. Become a person. Join some Extend intramurals. Extend yourself a little bit. This is the only time in your movie existence you're going to be able to do this. Don't just go over and hang out with the guy with the sign that says, Jesus died for your sins. That's, don't spend <laughs> all of your time next to that guy. It's going to be so tempting because <laughs> that guy is really engaging with everybody. Yeah, he's but fun. Don't do it. Man, and, but if you do sit down to, next to him, he will make you think you are his best friend of all time. I mean, I cannot believe how good all of them are that, at that. They're so good. Uh, Mike and Greg, thank you so much for this. Hey, no problem, man. Uh, 91, maybe we did do a good job taking the the sweet cherries out of the bracket. Yeah. <laughs> and leaving all the turns to There's flow. some bad movies in 91. Um, we already did all the commercials, yep. so uh, coming up next week, we have so many... Coming up this season, we have so many great things for you. Bye! <laughs>